Greetings, friends. So our message for today is going to be taken from John chapter 20, verses 19 to 20. And the scripture reads, It was still the first day of the week, and that evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors, because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them, and he said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And when the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. So it seems at least for the next few weeks, we have made the transition into becoming a virtual church. Like many other churches, this is not necessarily by choice, but by necessity. With shelter in place and stay-at-home restrictions, organizations, businesses, and congregations have had to go online to get their necessary work done. For their part, congregations have had to go virtual and record their worship gatherings or offer it through Facebook Live, like us. Churches are having committee meetings, Bible studies, prayer groups, and sharing groups through the use of Zoom or Facebook or Skype or whatever other services can provide the online virtual experience. I know for our part, Deep River Friends, we've had a missions committee meeting and a ministering council meeting via Zoom. Every Wednesday and Sunday evenings from 7 p.m. to 7.30, we offer a contemplative prayer time through Zoom. And about three or four times a week at noon, I do a quick 10-minute Facebook Live update. And we're staying connected as best as we can through our emails, texting, phone calling, and uh, virtual connections. So we're pretty much, for the time being, a 100% virtual Quaker meeting. But we could all probably say very confidently, it's just not the same. We can't shake hands when we greet others before worship or during worship. We're not able to have those face-to-face -face conversations over coffee or right before a committee, be committee begins. We're not able to hold the cute babies or give hugs to the kids, and we miss for the time being those parking lot conversations after meeting for worship or after committee meeting or monthly meeting for business where we often like to say that's where the real work gets done. Yeah, it's just not the same. And it shouldn't feel like the same because it's not. When something is virtual, it means this, quote, almost or nearly as described but not completely, end quote. In other words, it's incomplete. And that's probably how we feel right now, incomplete. Emails, Zoom, and Facebook Live all facilitate the experience in the best way possible for the time being, but it's not completely what we need or want or hunger for in our lives. Ultimately, we want something real. We want something actual. We want something that doesn't feel virtual or secondhand. We want the real thing. And this is the ultimate witness of friends, or Quakers, that of being the awareness of the real presence of the living Christ in the here and now. Even with all of the technology we are using right now to stay connected, the real presence of Christ is available to us in the immediate, in the present, whether we are together physically or not. The real presence of Christ is in real time, and that includes every time outside of 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. The real presence of Christ includes wherever we are through this pandemic, even when we are sheltered in place or under stay-at-home restrictions. There was a moment the disciples were, if you will, locked behind closed doors and under their own self-imposed shelter in place. Now, it had nothing to do with a pandemic or a coronavirus. 
They were hiding behind closed doors because they were fearful, fearful of the Jewish authorities, that they would gather them all up, arrest them, and crucify them just as they had crucified Jesus. You see, fear is an almost universal response. It's a human response. It's a response to what we feel is a threat or a response to the unknown. We don't need to beat ourselves up when fear is present in our lives. When we fear, we hide or get behind closed doors. In our present world, the fear of increased spread of the coronavirus has put many behind closed doors or sheltered in place or stay at home. And maybe like the disciples, we feel that disconnect or that distance from the risen Christ. In essence, we feel a certain disconnect from all of life, but it's easy to feel a disconnect from our own spiritual life. Mainly because so much of our own spiritual journey centers around place, a place of worship, a place to meet, a place where we can sit beside each other, a place where we can sing songs and share joys and concerns just like we do here at Deep River Friends every Sunday morning. But what if we were to remember that we can be any place and the risen Christ comes to us? Any place can be a place where the reality of Christ becomes a real presence for you and I. Again, listen to John's words in the gospel from John 20, verses 19 and 20. It was still the first day of the week, and that evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them, and he said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And when the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Now hear those words. While the disciples were behind closed doors, Jesus came and stood among them, and he said, Peace be with you. Behind our closed doors during our stay-at-home restrictions, Jesus comes and stands among us, and he says, Peace be with you. The places in which you and I inhabit and exist are the places in which Jesus is most present. Throughout their journey with Jesus, the disciples most often experience this deep reality of his presence during moments of fear, disruption, anxiousness, and storms. The journey of discipleship isn't a journey of trying to have it all together. The journey of discipleship is a journey of deepening our trust and faith in Jesus in the midst of the stormy and most fearful moments. Even the disciples at one point said to Jesus, we believe, help our unbelief. We all have those places, those moments in which we need God's grace to deepen our trust and deepen our faith and help our unbelief. The places in which we inhabit are the places in which Jesus shows up as this very real presence and offers us these words, peace be with you. In our time during this stay-at-home season, Jesus shows up in that place and says to us, Peace be with you. In those places of moments of fear and anxiousness and sometimes feeling traumatized and overwhelmed, Jesus comes to us in very graced moments and speaks to us, Peace be with you. For those still having to go to work, and show up as those considered essential but yet anxious to be out in public, Jesus says, peace be with you. For those showing up each day in hospitals, doctor's offices, ICUs, and emergency rooms to do the tasks they have been called to do 
in those places, Jesus is present and offers these words, peace be with you. For the parents home trying to figure out how to homeschool their kids or work with their children as they struggle through lessons, as they do online lessons, even in those moments, Jesus says, peace be with you. In all the moments that we have right now, in all the places we exist and inhabit, in all of those experiences, Jesus comes to us and says, peace be with you. You see, place isn't always a physical place. Sometimes a person will say to me even, I'm just not in a good place, which means they're sad, they're grieving, they're frustrated, they're anxious, or they're just feeling out of sorts. Even in those places, Jesus shows up and offers us a presence that speaks to us, a presence that says, peace, be still. In all the places we find ourselves and in all the places we will find ourselves over the next few weeks, the real presence of Jesus comes to us and offers us his word of peace and his presence, which brings us joy. In our scripture text, we read that when Jesus showed the disciples his hands and his side, they were filled with joy. They were filled with joy because they could see for themselves the marks of Jesus' crucifixion, but yet there he was in the present and alive. And this is, if you will, one of the key marks of a disciple and a follower of Jesus, that of joy. Not a forced joy, but a deep joy that is rooted in the soil of the awareness that Jesus is with us in the places we inhabit and the places we exist. We are truly not alone. And we are not alone in our places of fear and behind closed doors. I know that some folks are probably disappointed and even grieving that we won't be together on Easter Sunday. I know that I am. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year. But the reality is this, and this is especially true for Quakers. Every day is an Easter moment. Every day is an Easter Sunday. Every day the risen Christ is present and alive. Every day and in every place Jesus shows up offering Peace to you and I and inviting us to live lives of deep joy. We'll be back together soon. And when we are, we're going to sing, we're going to rejoice, and I suspect I won't even have to prepare a message for that Sunday. But until then, friends, let's welcome the presence of the risen Jesus into all the places we find ourselves. Let us welcome into our hearts and souls his words, peace be with you. Let us be people of deep joy so that when we go about in all that we need to do, we infect, and I use that word intentionally, we become carriers of joy and we infect our surroundings with a sense of joy and peace. We have one virus that's out there right now creating all sorts of havoc. Let's allow joy and peace to go viral in everything that we do. I love you all and miss you all, but this is a time in which we all need to do our part. We are in a time in which we have never been, and hopefully we will never be in this place again once it's all over. But during this season, let's each do our part to mitigate the virus. Let's each do our part to not put others at risk. Let's each do our part to check in on one another and encourage one another. Let's each do our part to pray for our world and those in healthcare that are working so hard and diligently to bring healing. And let's each do our part to stay well, to stay connected, because as much as we're trying to do social distance, we need each other 
and we need to stay connected. And in the words of the risen Jesus, I say, peace be with you. I'm praying for you all, and please pray for me. In closing, I want to offer this prayer that is written by Diana Engel. Diana and Clint are members of Deep River Friends Meeting, and she sent this to me, and I would like to offer this as a closing prayer um, for our time. Loving and gracious God, quiet and calm the anxious hearts and minds of our worldwide community. Help all of us to not succumb to fear, which can lead to selfish behavior such as hoarding. Open our hearts to your love. Guide us in being cautious and compassionate each day in our thoughts, actions, and words. Guide our leaders at all levels in government and medicine, especially to make wise and compassionate decisions during this crisis. Arm the minds and souls of our healthcare workers with protective self-care as they seek to save the lives of those suffering from the coronavirus. Envelop those who are grieving the loss of loved ones with your loving comfort and peace and provide them with strength to endure and uplift their hearts. And we ask all of this in your strong and confident name. Amen. And amen, friends. Peace be with you. And let's bring peace and joy into all the places we inhabit this week. God bless.